0: So make sure you hop over to ValPerformance.com today to make sure you check out what they got. It's going to make you better and to do better by your athletes. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have whether it be programming, whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, You'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world, from everything, from career advice, to training modalities, to programming. There's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com CVASPS. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com C-V-A-S-P-S to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. As we continue to run down through these presentations, and I give you guys my two cents as to what I took home from these talks, we've come to Nate Brookerson's talk. And (laughs) Nate's talk was awesome. Nate's talk was one that when... We really started putting these things together and when we sit and we meet, um, it's really the direction that we want CVAS to be going and that is having practitioners come and talk about what they do and talk about what they've done and give examples and give before and afters. You know, this is what we did, this is where we started, this is how we got there and this is what our results were. And Nate not only did that, but he was so open and so candid with everything that he was talking about that he even shared with us the shortcomings and where, you know, he felt that they could have done better. And there were so many sensational takeaways from this. And I'm not even going to get into the metrics and how they were evaluating this young woman and what they were looking at and how they were looking at things and like because all of that was so world-class it's not even funny it's like he was looking at numbers and breaking down movements in a way that was just like so next level it was awesome but I want to talk about some some different take-homes like things that we can get across in a 10-minute podcast and I think the first thing that we all need to remember is something that Dan John said, gosh, it's gotta be 15 years ago now in that DVD set and that is the plan is to keep the plan, the plan, right? And the goal is to keep the goal, the goal. And with this young woman, the goal was to get her back to playing right after an injury. And in order to keep the plan, the plan, you have to be ready to deviate from that plan and to alter that plan to make sure that the plan consistently moves to the goal. Now, you might be sitting here and saying, that's not keeping the plan the plan. Well, right, life throws you curveballs, And there are times when you're gonna see things or there are gonna be things that happen or there are gonna be things that show up that may or may not be good or bad or indifferent or whatever and you're going to have to make alterations. You're going to have to look at other means that are gonna be able to assist things. Nate talked about some nutritional situations. There's some things that you're gonna to have to do as a coach to help athletes in situations that aren't necessarily about increasing their power clean or increasing their RMSD or increasing you know, their RSI mod or whatever it is. There's going to be things outside of that plan that we're going to need to address and we're going to need to account for to keep these athletes moving in a positive manner. And he touched upon this so well, and it was so awesome. Um, And this leads right into understanding that your metrics need to matter, right? Like if you are planning, and this is going back to this, so keeping the plan, the plan. And in this sense, if your plan is like every Monday, I'm gonna take force plate data. We are gonna do three squat jumps and we are gonna do three counter movement jumps and we are gonna track that and we are gonna look at these numbers and we are gonna use this for whatever reason, right? You can use it for readiness, you can use it for performance, making sure they're improving or whatever it may be. Or like, we are gonna take some sort of physiological readiness or some sort of wellness questionnaire and we're gonna do it every day. But the minute you start skipping that Monday or the minute you start not doing it a couple days a week, is the minute now, all of a sudden, do your metrics matter? And if they do matter, are they driving decisions, right? If you're continuing to take them, let's go back and let's use force plates, right? Let's say, like, he was looking at RSI was one of them. Well, what if your RSI isn't going up? Two questions there, right? Should it not be going up right now because of the training? Should they be in a state where they're mildly fatigued because they're training and they're working hard? Or does that mean that something you're doing in training is either too much or the incorrect medium or means in order for that modality to improve? And if the latter is the case, then shouldn't you be altering whatever is not improving those metrics? So if the plan is to keep the plan the plan, and we wanna make sure that we're using our metrics to drive that plan correctly, if our metrics aren't moving the plan towards the goal, then the plan has to change in order to keep moving towards the goal. And all too often, I think people look at those metrics and they're like, ah, it'll come around. Or, ah, well, we'll just stop taking those numbers because it's not what I wanna see. Instead of keeping the athlete first, And setting aside what our biases are as a coach and making those alterations. And I think that that was the next thing that was really the biggest one. Is that we are in a position where, and Brett's talked about this a lot, right? Like, strength coaches are kind of a different, unique group. And I think that there is this level of insecurity throughout this vocation. And there's a lot of people who have, you know, like, an ego that they're trying to keep going to make sure that they know or they can show that they know what they're doing. I'm as guilty as that as anybody. But the problem then is that when these things get in the way and we're not willing to deviate from what we're doing to make sure that this athlete is getting better and we're not willing to continually perform the metrics that we listed that are important in order to make sure that we're moving in in the right direction with this athlete to ensure their proper whatever, right? Improvements, return, whatever it may be. Then all we've done is let ourselves get in the way of the athlete. And that's who our job's about, right? We talk about We're there to serve the athletes. We're there to make the athlete better. We're there as a support role for the athlete and a support role for the coach. But if you're unable to stay humble and take a step back and make the changes that are necessary for the betterment of that individual, then are you and are we? That was a really big, like, take a step back and look in the mirror a moment. Because Nate talked about all those things and where they could have done better. And that was brave. It was really brave. To stand up in front of 120 of your peers, people who are really excited to sit there and hear what you have to say and say, we might have done a lot of good, but we didn't do good enough. That's why he's one of the best coaches out there. Because he's able to sit there, as Anthony Donskoff said so well, and point the thumb and say, hey, this is what I need to do better. And this is what you guys need to understand. I learned this lesson so that you don't have to. Because at the end of the day, Nate knows that this entire world of sports is bigger than any one of us. And that he took one on the chin... So that people like Jay DeMeo can be better. And I thank him for that. And I thank him for sharing that. Because that's extremely brave. To be able to go up there and show all this really awesome stuff. And then say, but this is what I did wrong. Think about that. We need more people that are willing to share, not just what they did awesome, because that's easy, but where they could have been better, so that we can keep growing as a profession and we can keep making coaches be better, so that we can learn from not just our own mistakes but from others, so that all these kids that we get the opportunity to work with can continue to grow and strive to move be- move forward. Appreciate you, Nate. It was really kick-ass talk, man as always, guys, truly appreciate everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. See you then.